Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Carol Show is live Mondays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and available anytime on your favorite apps and at, at the, the jamiecarolshow.com. Shall we begin? Five, four, three, two, one. She's the first lady of talk radio, and she knows politics. Want to take on Jane Carroll? We highly encourage you. Toll free, 888-314-0440. The Jane Carroll Show. Please listen carefully. Good evening, everybody. Well, the poll numbers are in, and most people in the United States, just like before this debacle in, in Afghanistan, want to get out. And that's what the Biden presidency is counting on, that people want to get out and they don't care about what's going on in Afghanistan. I beg to differ. And they continue to completely botch it. Joe Biden, our president, has been censured by the British Parliament for his abhorrent and incompetent handling of the withdrawal from Afghanistan. And he never notified any of our allies. Our allies have troops there, people there. He never, and most people think of uh, uh, Great Britain as one of our, our staunchest and closest allies uh, on the world stage. And when Boris Johnson, their prime minister, became aware of it, he tried to call Biden for two days. He waited two days to get back to him. So uh, they're pretty upset, and I don't blame them. As are our other allies that have committed troops, the mainstream media, Wall Street Journal, who's been a big supporter of Joe Biden's, supposed to be a conservative business publication, but it's a global publication now, and so they support things like Joe Biden in China. And they have uh, come out and attacked the handling of this and, and called it incompetent. The... Uh, Biden administration, after telling the people, there's even words to places like China and Russia, our, our uh, Black Hawk helicopters, it's, it's out of control. And meanwhile, the left and the media are trying to concentrate on destroying Governor DeSantis of Florida because, well, he's a darling of the, of the conservative movement. And they want to destroy him. And they've been trying to destroy him every opportunity they get. Thus far, he's come out on top in all these battles. But with the spike all over the country uh, of, of COVID. Now, they're trying to blame it on masks and, and, and no lockdown and the whole thing. The fact is, we've got another uh, variation of this virus. And it's hitting people. It's, it's, the, our vaccines apparently are wearing off. And more people are vulnerable. It was it, it, it's inevitable, but uh, they're using this as, at, at every opportunity. It's a very frightening time. It's a very disheartening time. Uh, 
But I want to share with you a commentary I, I shared with yes I wrote yesterday and and I've gotten a lot of response to it. So I'm I'm going to share it with you. It's a little lengthy, but bear with me. As we discussed last night on my show's Conservative Council broadcast, there's something happening out there. America is as mad as hell and finally appears to be prepared to not take it anymore. For the last two years, we have been locked down, called every name in the book, and had our constitutional rights obliterated as the cowardly courts refused to do their job. Violent criminals, arrogant liberal elites, terrorizing domestic terrorists, and government Gestapos have targeted the law-abiding, the patriotic, and the principled as the scum of America's despicable past and present. We have been silenced by big tech and big brother if we dare to question China's role in creating and spreading a global pandemic. Voice any doubts about the integrity of our 2020 election and you were automatically labeled as a racist insurrectionist who must be boycotted and persecuted. American corporations who refuse to put America first stand by China in their quest for more money and power. From LeBron James to Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan, they champion China and defend their tactics as business as usual. Joe Biden is the president of the global elites who took down, who looked down on those who put America first and shunned those who believe in America's greatness. They mock the men and women who volunteered to put on uniforms and defend our nation and our city streets from carnage and mayhem. They used a pandemic to control, not cure us. They exploit every crisis for political gain, and they ridicule those who don't echo their sophisticated sophisticated half-truths and downright lies. Joe Biden is their man, their, their tool, their vehicle to a Marxist utopia where they rule and those who get in the way are destroyed and stripped of our constitutional rights and freedoms. We are told by media propagandists that good old Joe may be a bit long in the tooth, but he's such a decent chap and a good old boy. He's nothing like that evil maverick predecessor and that, and excuse me, he's nothing like that evil maverick predecessor and that family of his is. Biden family is a noble and classy and such a refreshing uh, relief after the bile of the disgusting Trumps. They cower, they cover up for Hunter Biden's corruption, debauchery, or selling out of America to the highest bidder. They turn away to denial. They, they turn away in denial when our president can't keep his hands off little girls or his nose out of their hair. Nothing to see there. The department, the deplorables have been muted and forced into a corner. Some are intimidated. Others are depressed and angry, wondering if our America even exists anymore. We see our children and our grandchildren being indoctrinated into American loathing robots, and we don't know what to, how to stop it. If we fight back, we are ignored and ostracized and beaten into submission. Shut up, 
they say, wear your masks and wait for your marching orders is the price we pay for not embracing wokeness and all its unquestionable charms. Fight back and the least you will lose is your job. But as the 20th anniversary of 9-11 is just around the corner, a sleeping giant is rearing its head and starting to stir. We watch our military, led by the the weak and the incompetent, follow orders to abandon their arms, their allies, and their mission as murderous terrorists take over Afghanistan in triumph. We see our commander-in-chief come out of hiding to read a statement that pat and then patted himself on the back for having the buck stop with him while blaming everyone but himself for arguably the most mishandled military operation in modern history. Tens of thousands of Americans have been left behind. The Afghans we promised to bring to safety are clinging to the wings of American planes as they are dumped to their deaths. Taliban are raising American weapons in triumph. Except not everyone is buying the big lie that this is the fault of those in the military who were reportedly caught off guard after 20 years, countless lost lives and limbs, billions of spent American taxpayer hard-earned dollars when Afghanistan fell into the hands of those who engineered 9-11 in a matter of days. We know that it was the Biden-Obama team who once again grossly miscalculated. We realize they worry most about having being held responsible for their feckless incompetence and will put out false narratives to transfer their malfeasance onto the brave men and women in our armed forces, despite their unselfish decades of effectively fighting terrorism, liberating women, and defending us from a repeat of 9-11. Watching Joe Biden scapegoat his personal dereliction of duty as a righteous and and courageous act was a jolt to those who have been stunned into COVID panic-induced political paralysis. Our hearts filled with rage. Our souls overflowed with disgust. After a dubious election, our communities and businesses repeatedly being burned down, the criminals being given free reign in America's cities to repeatedly rape, murder, and pillage, our freedom of speech stripped and denied, and police and our constitution covered with terrorist species and urine. We've had it. The sleeping American giant is waking up and we aren't going to take it anymore. American has been jump-started by the pathetic and disgraceful performance of a president and vice president unfit for command. And we're ready to stand up to an adult politician who determines our men and women in uniform to cut, who blames our men and women in uniform to cover up for its own decades of foreign policy misjudgment, cowardice, and gross negligence. If it were up to Joe Biden, bin Laden would be alive today, orchestrating an ongoing slaughter of innocent Americans. We're not going to be elected on American systemic racism by a bully who lauded Senator Robert Byrd, a wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, orchestrated a vicious public high-tech lynching of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas and opposed busing to segregate our public schools. What's next? Who knows exactly? But the mask has been ripped off the Biden-Harris presidency, exposing an imposter being puppeteered by American-hating, woke Marxist 
hell-bent on destroying our country. There was no turning back. Losing to terrorists is one thing. Allowing a domestic coup by an out-of-control, corrupt state to undo a great nation and a noble calling is another. Stay tuned, America. I have heard from so many, so many of you in the last few days. It's, it's, you're not going to take it anymore. And you're ready to pay the price. You're not going to be mocked for your patriotism. You're not going to be hated because you love your freedom and you expect to have your constitutional rights protected, not defamed by those you elect to public office, even if you don't elect them. Governor DeSantis has been calling him a murderer because he he's, he's not doesn't enforce, he doesn't back the mask mandate. The mask mandate gives you your personal choice. You can mask up, but you don't have to. You can determine what's best for your children. I know the big state wants to take that over and wants to keep this going for as long as they can, because as long as they keep it going, they can order us around, tell us what to do. If you read an article in uh, the paper of note in or- in Oregon, this Sunday, a group of of, uh, of, uh, of right-wing white supremacists, that's the way they describe them, are going to meet on Waterfront Park again. And the pro-freedom, pro-democracy, as the Oregonian calls them, Antifa et al., are going to stop them. The police probably won't do anything at all. They'll stand back on the orders of the mayor. The mayor is going to have what he calls an anti-hate fest at the same time. So when conservatives have an event, they get called every name in the book. They get mischaracterized. They get uncounted and discredited. And it's fine for Marxist thugs to go in there and beat them up, spray them with everything from feces to pepper to attack their vehicles and their families, to throw their equipment into the river. Nothing happens. And they're being set up by the mayor and by the media. And yet they're going to go. I pray for them. They won't be given a, a free or fair or balanced approach to what they're attempting to do. Stand up. Stand up against what's going on in this country. It's time. And somehow, watching what's going on in Afghanistan reminded us all of what this country is about and what it is not about and who we are not. And we are not Joe Biden. We are not Kamala Harris, who hasn't been seen in public for six days. But she's got an upcoming trip. She's going to Singapore and Vietnam. Evidently, she hasn't read a history book. Evidently, she hasn't seen the comparisons between what's going on in Afghanistan to the one, one of the darkest moments in uh, American military history uh, when, when Americans had to be lifted off the top of buildings by helicopters in what was described as a defeat. 
We didn't lose the war against terror in Afghanistan. Joe Biden waved the white flag. He retreated. And it's a dark day. But it's shown a light on what's going on in this country. And we're going to fight back. We're going to fight back. It won't be easy. The mighty, the powerful, they have all the money, they have all the tools, they have all the weapons. They've defunded the police. They've emasculated the police from doing anything to stand up and protect us against criminal assaults. But we are alive and ready to fight. Skip the man of the people. A, a, a man who's been fighting his, all his life for his principles and his ideals is joining us this evening. Hi, Skip. How are you doing, Jay? I'm okay. How about you? Have, do you know more, anything more about this thing on, on the waterfront on Sunday in uh, Portland? No, I, uh, I haven't heard too much about that right now. I'll probably find out more about it tomorrow night. Uh, I mean, some people that uh, will, will be in the know on that. Uh, but I think people are, like you're saying, are just getting tired of everything. And, they're starting to react a little bit more. I, I do have a question for you, though, too. Is uh, I always label this stuff as all white supremacists and everything, but I I don't think I've seen a black Antifa person here. I could be wrong about that. I just the ones I see on TV naturally they're all, you know, all. Uh, no, it, it's 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 an overwhelmingly uh, Caucasian group. No question yeah, about yeah. it. Now they now they've merged together for you know for some kind some of their activities with Black Lives Matter. Right. So and but you know a lot of the Black Lives Matter people are not people of color. Um, right. you know, the ones that buy you know take money donated by the the, the corporations that, have, that give to Black Lives Matter and buy three or four houses, uh, you know they're they're mostly uh, people of color. But it's it's just it's it's so outrageous. And I just noticed I haven't been hearing a whole lot about Black Lives Matter recently. I mean, no, the last thing I heard is some major corporation gave them five million dollars, like, a, and this was just right before Afghanistan. But I, I think the the media and the Democrats want to downplay Black Lives Matter. Oh, sure, I, I would imagine so. Uh, just, uh, but uh, uh, it's it's just getting crazy out there. I was I had lunch with a couple other vets today, and. Uh, I mean, they're they're tapped into other vets and people like that, and it's a, an array of vets that uh, that were tapped into all the way from World War II and Korea. Uh, although there's not very many of those guys around, but a lot of Vietnam veterans and a lot of uh, the Gulf War and and uh, Iraq and Afghan veterans. And man, it, these guys they're going through kind of a oh uh, uh, just you know first they were just disappointed depressed you know for for a day or two now they're just absolutely pissed off yeah and um you know don't get those guys started you won't like it no no and and that's that's the thing is it would be we've already been called every name in the book we've been you know threatened and harassed and and uh exploited and it's all in the name of 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 this woke these woke marxists that want to fundamentally changes this country and they see us in the way and the COVID is the perfect way to keep people down it really is it's a way to keep people imprisoned and, and marching to the orders and there are people losing their jobs they don't have vaccines yeah, there are people... um, see I, I don't understand that. i still i still have a couple questions on that is that um, first off like at a like at a restaurant or something 
what happens if four black guys want to come in and have have dinner in a restaurant and they don't have a vaccination card? You know, how, how are they going to handle that? You know, and then just uh, there's a whole bunch of the other thing that I've heard that's kind of interesting, too, is there's quite a few of your uh, first line uh, medical people that are not taking the vaccine. Now, uh, most of them that aren't taking the vaccine, from what I understand, have already had COVID, went through it, know they have the antibodies, and they're just not going to get vaccinated. And what they're, what a lot of these places are doing, they're saying, uh, if the staff's not vaccinated, you let them go. And uh, so you talk about a shortage of uh, medical people. There you go. No, and a lot of but but it is interesting. It's a very, it's a much higher percentage than the several groups stand out and and it's an editorial comment on it is and you just one the, the the medical community about a third of them don't want the vaccine and 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 i think probably the factor because the media doesn't cover it that way they the probably they did have it because a lot of them got it when we didn't have a vaccine and they were treating people and uh they, they got it and so they have a, immunity a much stronger immunity they say than the than the vaccines but uh so the but other people there's an I read another article a while back about a lot of the a lot of the frontline healthcare are females and right. they're and they're child rearing age right and, exactly. and they and they don't want to and they say there's it's there've been complications with blood clots and pregnancies and that so they think well I I I don't want that's not worth the risk to me or two uh I've had it so I don't want to you know, double up and create a risk that I don't need to do. And th- there's no account. There's no the government has. And I think that's intentional, has made no way for you to get a, a card like we I have a card, as you do, saying I had been vaccinated. And but but if you had the illness and recovered from it, there's no way for you to say. I've got immunity, too. Why not? Well, see, the, there's that, and then uh, there's just a lot of strange stuff going on with this stuff too, you know. And just uh, and now they're stopping people that were going to have transplants that are due to have transplants, uh, liver and heart. I've heard two of them now, and because that they they they're already they got everything lined up. They're supposed to have their transplants, and a day or two before this is all supposed to happen, they said, "Well, you got to have a COVID shot," and the people are really reluctant to take the COVID shot. Because they're they're such a weak immune system right now. Yeah, they're they're, they're very vulnerable as it is. Right. No, and also, I've heard Skip. This I've I've talked to probably ten people in the last three days. They had surgery scheduled, not right, not transplant surgeries, but you know, hip replacements or oh, yeah. something that's been scheduled for months, and they're all canceled because they say we're we're too, we're overflowing with COVID people. Yeah. Well, but um, I, I was watching a video the other day. And I and I, I thought I'd saved it and I, and I can't find it again now. It was this lady and she happens to be a a, a talk show host. Uh, I I didn't I wasn't familiar with her, but she's uh, but she's very well spoken. And her husband came down with COVID, you know. And she, from the looks of her, she was probably in her late forties, early fifties, if that. And um, anyway, she's done a lot of study on this kind of stuff. And she and her deal is she said, and she'll tell you right off right off the front. She says. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, um, you know, germologist or whatever. And she says, but I think 
COVID, you know, or she feels that the protocols are what's killing people. When, it, when she took her husband in, she says that they, um, they, they're getting ready to test him. Well, she says, I get Nurse Cratchit. The first thing she does is uh, she says that somebody, she, I get the distinct impression this gal has never really been in charge of anything, but her protocol is that you've got to put on a mask, you know. And she says, here, my brother, uh, my husband's down to 76% on his uh, oxygen. I want to slap a mask on him. She's going, wait a second. He can't breathe the way it is. The nurse crouches in. Anyway, they get him finally in, and they get him tested, and he's got pneumonia. And they call it, uh, they're either calling it Delta pneumonia or they're calling it COVID pneumonia. And she asks the question, stupid her, and she'll even tell you that, that, well, how do you know it's that pneumonia and just not a regular, you know, like she says, there was pneumonia breakout with flu in 2006, 2008, 2011, all this kind of thing. And they can't, they said, well, we don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, they said, so in other words, it's just pneumonia. It is what it is. You, you, it's part of the deal. And he probably did test positive for the COVID. So they just call it COVID pneumonia. And, uh, and they're going through all this stuff. And finally, she gets in touch with some other doctors she knew and all this kind of thing. And the protocol that they were going to have is that he, you know, has to go through all this. First off, they have to put him in ICU. And she's going, no, he could have been in a regular room on, you know, with hooked up to some monitors and things like that. He'd been fine. You know, it wasn't. Uh, and, and so they're, they're, they got to take him into ICU, which that's so that there goes all your ICU beds. And then she says, and then they start doing all this stuff. And they're not really trying to cure it. They're just trying to, uh, you know, just kind of keep him comfortable and say, oh, we're giving you the best care that, that you can. Well, she gets a hold of these other people and, and finds out uh, through other doctors some of the protocols that should be, that they feel should be done, that people that she trusts and everything. One of them was that they needed to hook him up with an IV and give him 10,000 cc's of vitamin C. And then they also had mega doses of vitamin D, um, uh, I for minimum or whatever that drug is, I for mexin, whatever it is, and, um, and uh, some zinc and that type of thing. And finally, they said, well, we can't do that. It's not our protocol. And they show her a book that they have, and it's about 300 pages. And what she's asking them to do is in the book from CDC, it's just not a proven treatment yet. They haven't had enough stuff on it. you know. So this, so they're telling them to do it this other way. So she finally demands they do it, and they weren't going to do it. She says, okay, I know my rights, and I don't know what state she's from. I want my husband sent home in uh, um what do they call it? extreme hospice care or something? Well, evidently in this state, if they send him home to extreme hospice care, then the hospital has to provide um, uh, personnel to take care of him. So they say, wait, wait a minute, we can't give up those personnel. Then they said, then she says, do this procedure. Long and the short of it, she got the procedure done. And the guy walked out three and a half days later. You know, she said he wasn't perfect, but he was good enough, and now he's back up and around and everything else. Uh, you know, at home, but, but, but they didn't want to do that. The normal ICU uh, stay there was 12 to 14 days. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. And it's, it's, but that's the whole thing. It seems like we've heard throughout this whole thing, how somebody would, you know, had COVID and, and two weeks later dies in a motorcycle accident. And then it's, he, he's listed as a COVID death. Uh, We've heard that that some of the numbers in Florida were greatly exaggerated this week because they're out, to, you know, and, and you have to be suspicious. Well, why? Why would that happen in Florida? I can't imagine. Well, and uh, just you could trace the Delta virus, 
Delta portion of this virus and the increase now with all the people who are coming across the border. The lines, the lines connect, you know, and uh, but nobody wants to listen to that. I mean, you know, see, like, well, like, you know, Martha's Vineyard had a major spike. Is anybody connecting yeah. that to the, the event at, at, at yeah. Barack Obama's house? Maskless yeah. event with, yeah, with no social distancing? Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, so. No, I'm not saying that it's responsible. I don't know. But they don't cover link that, but they link everything that's even remotely connected well, to, and, to when they want to make somebody look bad or they want to control you. And see, what I don't understand, and I, I just never will understand this, is if, uh, if, if they're going to go to mask, why do they say we're going to put in a mask uh, uh, requirement? in four days or eight days or five days or whatever it will be. And then, and so then you're, so what happens to those three or four or five days that you don't have masks there? I mean, how many people are getting infected in those days? See, that's, that's what I'm saying. The mask thing is ridiculous. It, it, you, now you can still go in and um, you can sit down at a table and take off your mask, but yet the same people walk by you and breathe the same air and everything else. And people come over and take your orders or, or you sit there and talk and play cards with somebody or whatever, it just doesn't make any sense to me, you know. And, and I'm no, glad the other they, the know, other thing is, and, they, and what you know, once the masks mandate was gone for the seems like few hours that it was, um, we started to hear all kinds of things about the, how the masks weren't effective. That some of the masks, those high grade medical ones that are you know look like gas masks, yeah. um, they work. But the ones we're using, for the most part, don't. Uh, the, yeah. the, you know, the, the, from and things get in, they're not secure. They don't adhere to the well, face properly. Uh, they we take them off, we put them down, we put them up. We could have put them on a table that somebody. That, I mean, there's it's all kinds of things that are going on. Remember, first we had to wash our hands. What was it? Twenty times a day they told us, to, and I did it. I got my my hands got chapped. Um, now they don't hardly say that at all. Don't touch your yeah. face. But, but I could see where what, what I could see was uh, as people became aware of the disease and they did start doing better hygiene, like washing their hands all the time, you know, um, and, and that kind of thing. I could see where that would help. Yeah, but the, but the masks don't really keep the 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 air out. They just make it hard well, to breathe. See, that's the whole thing. I've got an N95 mask, and I put that thing on. I can't hardly breathe. Uh, and then finally, the strap broke on it the other day, so now I got a different one. But the um, but the other thing too is, uh, if this is so bad, and it's just uh, horrible the way it is and everything, how come we don't have a disposal for all the masks that we wear? You know, that's a good point. Disposal. Because I'm I'm sitting here, look at all these homeless camps and everything, and you see all these masks out there thrown on the ground and everything like that. Wouldn't that be a biohazard cleanup? It would seem so to me. And it would yeah. seem, in, in addition, it's, it's you know, they're using the same masks over again. They're well, not, sure. I mean, well, this most is. most people do. I mean, do you do you change your mask every time? I mean, I put mine on, go in the store, whatever, come out, take it off. If I have to stop to another place, I go drive there and I put it back on. And I well, I don't, I, I, I wash them pretty regularly. I yeah. do wash them pretty regularly, but I, I, I wear the same mask all day off. You know, I take it off yeah. in my car. Yeah. You know, but but it's the same mask. But, but it's, it's but I clean it's them. It's like I was saying, you're breathing the same air a lot of times. Yeah, in yeah. other words, like if the if the stuff that's coming out that should be just expelled and normally fall to the ground or everything is holding in this mask down, you're breathing in and out, in and out, in and out. 
that can't be good for you. Well, you're, I, not, I, you're not set up for that way. It's, it's not a respirator type mask like you use when you're painting or uh, no, some no. other type of things that really that that you know uh, they have charcoal filters and all kinds of crap on them. So. Some of mine are really cute though. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's <laughs> you know, I, I I was wondering if maybe the second mask mandate or something is just not to get rid of all those that they have. You know, there's Could a whole be. bunch of them on the show. I'll tell you what, a couple of my suppliers and stuff. I went down there, and what happened is, remember when it when a year and a half ago, two years ago, nobody could find a, a hand sanitizer. Yeah. I was, when I came back from Mexico, I brought a gallon with me. They were only allowing you to buy the one gallon in in, uh, in Costco down there, and they had one come in. It just happened to be there, and so I grabbed one. I, I was the first one to grab it off the thing. Somebody said, "Well, where are you?" I said, "Well, they're going to be requiring hand sanitizer." And boy, some people looked at me, and all of a sudden, you saw a rush to this thing. You know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, some some of the American people. Down. But I brought the whole gallon back with me. We put it in smaller bottles. We shared it because I was getting phone calls from here that you just can't find it. And so yeah, it, it was hard to find. And it was like those little bottles. It was like four seventy five for like yeah. And see, uh, we got we got a bunch of bottles. I can't remember where we got them. I think we got ten of them at the at the dollar store or something. And we nobody's we, nobody's doing that hardly at all anymore. Yeah, and I've still got some of that in my car and stuff, which I've still got. But. Um, but what happened was that some of my uh, distributors of different things, they, they brought in cases and cases and cases of this stuff. Well, over the last uh, two two or three months, they've been giving this stuff away. You know, like uh, some of the clubs and restaurants I know that, that put it out regularly, since they were giving away, I said, and they said, no, we've got, we got pallets of this stuff. I said, well, can you give me a case? And they said, well, how many cases do you want? So I took two or three cases to people that I knew that, that, you know, we're having trouble getting it or like some of the restaurants I went to and stuff where I, I'm sitting there going, hey, if they can save 50 or 80 bucks on this, they need to save it because they've been they've been closed down for for a year, you know. So uh, so it worked out pretty well that way and took it into uh, I took it into a couple of places where I knew uh, some of the senior citizens and older vets and things were, were around. And they wouldn't normally go out and get it there. And, and most of them are on really some of these guys are really old. And they're on very low fixed incomes. So I just said, well, you know, let's give it to these guys. You know, so. Yeah, I know. Put it to good use. And that that's that's a good thing. Uh, and I wanted to 10 scale. How how concerned are you that there's going to be some real ugliness on Sunday in Portland? Well, if, if you have any kind of a meeting uh, with with anything that Antifa doesn't like, there'll be some ugliness there. Uh, one of the things that uh, I guess the last religious meeting there, you saw them speakers and everything. And the second day, they didn't do that because they brought in their own security. And, uh, you know, naturally, as soon as they bring in security, everybody's trying to say, oh, it's uh, Proud Boys or uh, right. whatever it is, uh, you know, Promise Maker Keepers or something. But, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, if the police aren't going to protect you, somebody's got to protect you. And you can't get the police in Portland to respond to anything unless it's a. Uh, you know, basically a fatality almost, it seems like. I'm not down there, so I can't say that. But one thing that surprised me is uh, that this week in Portland, and I, I know you've got a national audience on, on this now, but I'm, I'll just talk about Portland because everybody has seen Portland in the news. It's just like Yeah, a, it's sort of, uh, it's, just, uh, yeah. it's and, the example of a city that has been completely taken over by wokeness and, and crime. And a couple months ago, um, I think it was probably right around when they were going to have the Frost Festival and all this kind of thing. They got the they got the uh, the city well pretty well cleaned up, and a lot of the homeless you weren't seeing them as much. And 
some of the stuff downtown in the city had kind of died down a little bit and all this kind of thing. And so I thought, oh, okay, they're cleaning it up a little bit. And then uh, all of a sudden now, where I have to go and I've had to go over to the east side of town as compared to the west side, now I'm seeing all these tents and everything everywhere again. And I mean, and even more. And and they're just, um, they've taken areas, I, I see these road crews coming out there and all they're doing, we're paying guys now just to clean up the side of the road. You know, and these guys will come in there in a tent and, and it's just, it looks like a dump when they're all through it. They're not going to. Yeah, they look like they look like little landfills. One of the things that I'm curious about is because we they're everywhere, and they are. You're right. They 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 talked about they were going to anyone with eight or more units they were going to uh, uh, disband, and they did. And they there was a huge one at, at a major city park, Laurel Horse Park, that they went out. And of course, the, the liberals, oh, these people have no place to go. We have all kinds of government housing for them, and and, and we've rented motels for them, and they trash them. Of course, I mean it's just it's just an endless cycle of of. Uh, of no solutions but but every time i drive by one in a day there's nobody there yeah well i actually have seen some with people there now so but like uh but where did they go well see a lot of times these people well a lot of times they're inside their tents or they're probably just sleeping off sleeping it off and everything like that and uh I, you know i don't know where these people are getting their money because they're obviously getting some money. It must be begging out of the corner or something. Well, but, one, of, uh, one, of the, one of these bigger encampments is, is right next off to an exit off of a major uh, 205 uh, freeway in, in Portland. And, and yeah. it's, it's all there. And they stand on the corner and beg. Well, yeah, they've got that. And usually the encampments are someplace walking distance to uh, fast foods, you know, like, like 7-Elevens or something like that, where they can go in and, and get some things real quick. Or And if they, or don't, and if they take a bunch more, less than... $950, they can do yeah. that. They're not going to be prosecuted. Yeah, they, they've got all that, and uh, that's why people are complaining they won't let them, let them in. But but somebody told me also they stay near areas where they can easily get in and get their benefits. You know, where there's benefits. Uh, so they'll camp out there and then go register for the benefits, and then they're they're always close to that so they can go in and make sure they can pick up the, the food or the, you know, the if their cards recharge or whatever they do, I don't, I'm not sure how, how it is, but you know, just, uh, and they're, and they probably go around and get them all registered to vote too. So. Yeah. But back to the, uh, the Biden Harris president, it was, they were, Harris went the first when she was, when they announced that this was, they were bringing the troops home and Harris immediately went out to say, I was the last person in the room with Joe when we decided to do this. Now she doesn't want anything to do with it. She, she, and she says she's not, and I guess when they tried to get her to go out and talk about it a bit, she said she basically declined and she hasn't been seen. There hasn't been a sighting of her physically in six days. Yep. Uh, and then now she's going to Vietnam. I guess they don't, she may, She doesn't seem like she's really studied much in life. Well, uh, good, but she's out of the country, pull her passport. Yeah, well, it, and 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 Great Britain, you know, censored uh, oh, Joe Biden. Yeah, well, not only they do it, but uh, some of the people in Australia do it too. I've been watching these shows and these and these politicians from the parliaments in these places and things are coming on, and they're and they're they're openly, uh, you know, they're saying, hey, he got to get rid of this guy there I mean, yeah, no and there was one that was just delivered because he 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 had uh he had fought with the 
the Afghani soldiers, and he said many of them did not come back. They were out there, and there were over 60,000 yeah. of them died. And for somebody who's never put on the uniform to try to attack people who have, uh, Joe Biden should be should be taken out of this process. Uh, it was it, it rage, deep felt rage. But Joe Biden sees, you, know, you see that interview with George Stephanopoulos? Oh, I saw, yeah, they've been playing parts. And all that. Oh, I know, yeah. and it's Some not, it's not played well in Peoria. No, no nobody, but he's basically saying, no, no, we knew what was going to happen. I knew it. I told him what was going to happen, but it's going to be chaos. But, you know, it's, it's, but, well, did you get any memos from anybody that warned you? Oh, no, nobody told me that it would be like this or anything. No, 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 they didn't. I didn't hear from anybody. Now, the people that did send them their emails and stuff in the Defense Department, they're giving them to the media because they're furious. They well, did uh, warn him. I guess, um, off the record, somebody caught it uh, when he was talking. Uh, Milley said now that he, he said, you know, we should have even I, I should have uh, uh, been to the bridges with 45 and, and supported him more. <laughs> yeah. So so see, it's kind of like careful what you wish for. And, and a lot, I think a lot of the a lot of these other countries, too. Saying, oh, and for people that don't know what, what uh, Skip is referring to in, uh, in that quote with the 45, they're not talking about, you know, a gun. No, <laughs> they're, no, they're, they're talking, talking about uh, President, President Trump. Trump. Yeah. But, but see, uh, like you, you get to think about all these countries now. A lot of our allies are saying, you know, they're, they're all sitting there going, hey, wait a second. We're having to put a little bit more in. It's create a little bit of problems with us meeting our budgets because now we're having to pay. We're having to live up to our agreements. Uh, for NATO and things like that. And so they, you know, so they thought, well, hey, you get rid of Trump and we're back home free and, and we won't have to pay this money again. Well, be careful what you wish for, because you're seeing what, what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, what they, what they got from their, you know, membership in NATO and what in the United States uh, is pretty cheap uh, for, you know, it's it's pretty, it's, it's staggering. But they weren't even told. He didn't pick up a phone and, and call one world leader. He didn't talk well, to anybody about this. It, this is unprecedented. Okay. I, I want to ask you something, though. Okay. Um, we're having a discussion, and if Joe Biden called you tonight to discuss what you discussed on the show, do you really think that he could that he could make sense of it and have a have a, a discussion that you could actually follow? He, mean, has, so, he has he has some cogent moments. Wait, okay, let's say what? that's the case. Let's say that he can't, and I think that's why they they shipped him out. They couldn't have him answering questions. That's why he walks exactly. off immediately after the his press conferences and doesn't t- take any questions because they know he's going to blow it. And even with a softball interview from from a Democratic sycophant, uh, George Stephanopoulos, he gave horrible answers. And and George was trying to help him. He was going, "Are you saying?" There were no, yeah. nothing yeah. went wrong. Nothing. We couldn't have done anything better. Nope. Nope. It's all, it's all good. It's, and, it's, and he gets annoyed with it. That's, that's a real sign when he, when he gets annoyed. Now you can get annoyed because you know, people are after you, but you know, Trump got annoyed with some of those guys, but he stood there and took the questions and he took that fire all the time. But, but, but see, he stood up there with nobody else that, you know, maybe some of his people might be in the background or something. Hey, you know, uh, let's check with the general here. So, but most of that stuff, he, he was on top of the, and whether you liked his answers or not, he did his he did his own answering. 
And, no, and he uh, was on top. It was on top of what, what was going on. Well, he yeah. was charged, and, and 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 Joe Biden is not, and and they think they're hiding that from us. And maybe the people that uh, are deluded enough and and Trump hating enough uh, to 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 buy that, they're fools. They yeah, are. They said, I, I'm sorry. I would stop saying. I'm just going to stop saying. Look, these people are. You know, we have a different opinion. Yeah, we have a different worldview. If you look at Joe Biden as a competent together, mentally stable man at this juncture, you're in total denial. Yeah. And, well, and you know, would you let him steer the boat in a rough river with your kids on it? You know, he probably wouldn't. You know, it's a, that's always, you know. Would you let your, your five-year-old sit on his lap? Yeah. No. But just before we came on the show, too, they announced that he's having a press conference. Or, or actually, they didn't say press conference. He's giving some kind of a speech tomorrow at one o'clock. Then he's going to go to Delaware. Yeah, he's going to come back on vacation. Yeah, see, so. They uh, called it a holiday weekend. The holiday weekend is next weekend. But see, he's got all of his, he's got his numbers all wrong. He he can't do that. You know, like like when the guys were falling off the planes, he was saying, well, that was four or five days ago, and it was the day that it happened, or the, you know, the day before, depending on whatever you, whatever you want for the thing. You know, you're seeing all this stuff. You know how desperate you have to be to hang on to an airplane as it takes. I mean, you're going to die, but they'd rather do that than stay. Also, you're taking your chances. Taliban has got it into our embassy. We have on record the payroll of every interpreter and their addresses. Those people. Now, when when I was when I was in intelligence and things, you know, we were we were faced with that in Vietnam, and we had a we had a plan and a drop back plan at the base. It was imminent that the base was going to be overrun, and those things were, were, um, were, could be at risk. Uh, I was to go to a certain room. I, you know, I'm, I don't know how much I can really say. There were certain rooms I had to go to, and there was a Marine guard right outside. It was a very high security type thing. And if we were given the order, we were to destroy the, the, the information in that room. And there was ways to do it that would, would take care of it very quickly. I mean, extremely quickly. And then, um, and the only other thing is, I went drinking with the Marine one night and found out that things got too hot that he might have come inside and shoot me. I hate it when that uh, happens. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, but, now I don't, I never know if he was really putting me on a little bit or, or yeah, I have a feeling he was probably telling the truth, but that some of us were valuable enough that uh, we had enough, even as low level as I was, I had information on the war that was, uh, and, and I think they thought they could be, they, they, they thought, well, you know, we, we'll come out, we'll get out, they'll let us leave, we'll let us take our Americans and, and go, and, and Taliban will be reasonable. And, and when has the Taliban ever been reasonable? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you got to remember, you got guys that these are the same guys that will drag bodies through the street and hang them underneath bridges. Uh, these are the same people that will bury women waist deep and then have the other women stoned with death and if the women don't throw the rocks at them they'll uh they'll they'll be buried to their waist right next to them you know and and it's just it, these are barbaric barbaric people and and a lot of them are relatively uneducated there's some that are educated there's others that aren't you know i mean uh, i mean they get they these are the kind of guys who would get in a barroom fight and stab each other and and you know just for principle you know, just that. that I thing. imagine Obama got them advanced degrees when they were in Gitmo. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, just, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. But yeah, it's, but the, but the it's fact is, did you rely on, on that? 
to leave all that billions of dollars of equipment just sitting there. Um, and it became pretty apparent it, if you were involved in that, that, okay, that if once they, they didn't tell, they didn't and, tell yeah, that and, the and, we were leaving. And, and, and once it became pretty apparent, they became pretty despondent. And because, oh. because we were taking, we, we closed down the air force, you know, the, our okay. air force. Yeah. Have you first. heard the latest, have you heard the latest on that? Joe, Joe Biden has put out some kind of a, a Twix or something to some of the people saying, well, maybe we should consider going in and uh, destroying the equipment with air power. Okay, now, now if I was a Taliban, and let's see, I'm pulling women and children out of a building, and I want to protect my weapons, I would surround them with women and children. See, that's thinking like the enemy. And Joe, Joe Biden, Biden, he has Joe, no Joe, reason. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he lets like that out. He's like a child. Yeah. Uh, well, whether he let it out or some of his people let it out, you know, I, I'll be real, real honest with you. People I know that would have said anything like that if that was, uh, if that was even being talked about in a secured setting, would have lost their security clearance. And when you lose your security clearance, like when I was in Vietnam or something, you lose your security clearance. You were watching the Viet- Vietnamese crews cut grass on the base for the rest of your year. That was your job. Well, but besides that, besides that, George Stephanopoulos did not ask him this question. Mr. President, if this was all planned and it went as you thought and you knew it was going to be chaotic, but this is what's necessary and it's a good thing and everything will be fine. Uh, We'll get everybody home safe. Everything's going to be just perfect. Why are you sending in back after the expense and the effort of taking out all of our troops why are you sending in 6,000 back in yeah I mean if well, everything's see, going as planned well see the other thing too is 6,000 not going to be enough if we have to really no. and uh, you're, you're talking about you're talking about you know like um, you know there were some uh, some of the military guys that, were, that, that have gotten out you know um, you know green beret types and all that that I've been seeing Say some things. They're saying, "Hey, you're going to have to mount a major force. It's going to take some time to to really clear everything to go back in and get the Americans out." And and you know, if the, if the Taliban is losing, the guys are retreating. Uh, their their leadership may may disappear and everything. The guys that are there that, that think they're going to get killed anyway, they'll take those guys' lives. They'll cut their throats, or cut their heads off, and hang them, or some, some damn thing like that, you know. And uh, because they just will, if they're going to die, you're going to die too, you know. And it just, um, it, it's, it's just such a shame that, uh, that, uh, you know, it, it's what happens when you've got guys that have no realization, but, but I want everybody to think about something. And I mentioned this to a guy the other day and he says, you know, I never really thought about that. And I says, okay, Joe, Joe Biden was what, 26 when he got elected to Congress No, he's was, a, yeah. uh, as a representative. He was elected to the Senate at 29, and he, but by right. the time he was sworn in, you have to be 30 to be a United States senator. He, he, right. he met the criteria. Yeah, but he was, a, he was a representative just before that from Delaware, if I remember right. But, but basically, the, the point of it is, the guy went through law school. Somehow he got through that. He cheated his way through that, evidently. Uh, got, a, got into the government and, on an elected-type basis, and he's never, ever had a job outside of being an elected official. You know, I mean, he hasn't even worked inside the government as, you know, uh, as a, as a, you know, federal worker or something and then ran for office. He's always been. 
and he's a multi, multi, multi millionaire. Yeah, but but I mean, you know, but I'm just saying. But what what? How would the guy ever know what's going on in, in a lot of these things? He's gonna. He's always been protected, and uh, you know, and fed things. It, it's kind of like the person that goes through and goes to college and goes to get a graduate degree and then goes to get a doctor's degree and then maybe gets another couple of degrees. And all of a sudden, they're 34, 35 years old, and they're they have to go out in a workaday world, and they're just shocked, you know, just. Uh, but, but Joe Biden, I, I don't think Joe Biden was ever in the house. I think it was, he I first he ran was. for. No, I, I'm right. not. I'm not confident, but I don't believe he was. No, I, I, I think I, he ran I, for. I think he ran for Senate. But I, I, you know, but you, you know, you're in law school until you know, 26, 27 years old. So you know, he, he began running for the Senate right out. He was, um, you know, he was some. He was a good old boy, hanging around with the union guys. He, you know, did all this stuff. He was a Democratic Party hack. And uh, well, his dad, his dad was in the government too, wasn't he? His dad. Um, his dad I thought his dad was an elected official. I'm not sure that either. Yeah, I'll look all that stuff up. I, did, I mean, I did much sometimes you get it mixed up with Al Gore, whose dad was. Well, a, yeah, the, yeah, Al Gore's se- dad. Segregationist uh, senator in uh, from, from the South. Um, it's. I mean, Al Gore used to talk about how they would have with their black servants, and when they would go on a trip, they'd take them with them uh, to, to serve them. Yeah. And they, when they stopped at restaurants on the road, they left them in the car. Yeah, yeah, just. Uh, it, you know, you just wonder what's going to happen with all this stuff, Jane. It's just, uh, I, um, you know, you don't, you don't embarrass the American public. And I do agree with, I, I think it was Victor David Hansen uh, I saw last night. And he just says, they're not going to recover from this one. This isn't one you just brush underneath. No, the, I mean, uh, I mean, that's what I said the other night. This, this feels so different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And, uh and, you know, the more I think about and I think I sent you some stuff. I don't even remember what I've sent out the last few days. I've been sending out answering so many emails and talking to so many people and things like that. And just Oh, people are on fire. People are oh, yeah, on yeah, fire. Yeah, I will go with you on that. And, uh, and, and you know, even even uh, in my chaplain's letter this month, I just put, you know, one of the last things I put on there was, you know, P.S. And, and I said, you know, because this just happened as I had to publish the letter. And I just put in that you're going to, we have a large amount of, of veterans in our in our lodge, and I said, things they 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 may be seeing things or be experiencing things that none of you could even imagine or whatever. So just give them a little bit of space. You know, if they're blowing off steam or something like that, because it's just you know you don't come in and uh, it's not the time to come in and join a couple of veterans that are talking and start saying, oh, all that war stuff that's all for the birds, blah 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 blah, and all this kind. Of, and you know, because you're you're liable to get your beak beak bent, you know, just uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, shut he, up, yeah. you know. And and there's of course uh, we've been talking about it. This increased concern that uh, suicide rates among uh, veterans are, <clears throat> is is always too high, and this is the kind of thing that uh, well jump starts uh, uh, PTS and 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 yeah, it's, we were it's, we were talking about that the other night on the council and. Uh, Right after I got off the council with you and everything, I caught Ollie North on a, I don't know if it was a rerun of something during the earlier or whatever, but he was on one of the talk shows at, uh, on TV. And uh, that was, you know, he was talking about how the last uh, couple of years they had things to go on and they've gone from 22 a day and they had it down to 20 
So it was going the right direction. And he just, he just made an open uh, statement. He says, I really fear for what's going to happen with a lot of these people. Uh, I know just, just so your, your um, audience hears it for me too, is uh, I, I've been getting at least one email a day from the Veterans Administration on where I get help or um, you know, how Good. to get other people to help with stuff like that if we need it. And they're, and they're saying they're, I'll, I'll give the Veterans Administration, okay, out of all this, I'll give the Veterans Administration, they've got some gal in that now. I've had a couple conversations actually with her. And um, she's uh, she seems to be a really decent person trying trying to do her job for VA. And uh, and be, uh, they, they've invited me to be on a, um, oh, this thing where they, they kick around things to find out what's going on with the VA and all those kind of things. So I've done that two or three times now. She seems to be a decent person. I, I see some results to get back out to you with the answers and stuff as, as they come up. That's, but, that's uh, good. That's good to know. But but uh, I will give her her credit uh, and and to immediately reach out like that was was uh, that shows you they're they're recognizing the problems and they you know and, and then, oh I've heard from five star families I've, I yeah. you know gold star families I mean uh, you know and 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 people that have uh, people that have done t- double triple duties over there and in Iraq and stuff and they oh. just they can't believe that this happened they cannot believe that. Well, see, it ended and, like this as a part of a, a celebration of the 20th anniversary of 9-11 to let the Taliban yeah. go into Afghanistan. I mean, it's just, it's well, unfathomable. See, you've got that. And, uh, okay. I'm going to talk to the veteran a little bit now too. Okay. you got about, got about a minute. Yeah, I, I know. But what, what I'm worried about too, is the families that, that are the gold star families, because they have to be looking and saying, why is my son or daughter dead or my husband or my, my uh, father or whatever, because I mean, what, what did they die for? And just as, as it's, um, I'll just leave it there. Well, let, let me add something to that, Skip, because I know this is very, very emotional for you. They didn't die for nothing. There are, there are, there were women that were free and now they're, back in the hostage and, 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 and being shot down because they're not wearing burqas, but they had opportunity and freedom. There were kids in school. They were never in schools before. There was, uh, the, you made a huge difference. You kept us safe. You kept terror off our shores. Uh, no, nothing was lost in vain. You are the heroes and nothing can be taken away from you because of the, because we have a, a weak, mentally fragile puppet in the presidency who doesn't respect you nor does his team it's so clear that that team in the white house has no regard for the military they didn't protect them they didn't look out for them they didn't look out for the other american citizens they don't think like warriors they think like community activists and it sucks yeah except he'll parade his dead son out every time he needs him for a photo op or to come up with something yeah but we won't cover hunter biden will we yeah all right, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to be joined by uh, uh, a great, uh, great patriot himself and uh, the chairman of the Republican Party uh, communications director, uh, Kevin Hoare, will be with us uh, to talk about many things that are happening in the great state of Oregon and beyond. He's with us now. I'm with you guys. Hi, Kevin. Thank you hey. again, Skip. Yeah, thanks. Hi, Kevin. We'll see you later. Hey, Skip. Yep. Bye-bye. Care. Okay, when we talk to Kevin Horn, he's all—he's always so 
um, he's always so well informed and he has so much information to to share. And on, on virtually every topic, we often don't get to what he wants to talk about. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and he doesn't seem to mind. He's a good sport and all that. But um, I'm going to let you set the tone for, for, for your segment tonight, Kevin, because I, I know there are things that you have in your mind. Uh, but this this are you sensing just something dramatic has changed with what, what what's going on in Afghanistan? I mean, in the hearts of, of patriots out there, it's we kept I kept wondering what's going to wake them up, what's going to put them over the top as our freedoms have been taken away, uh, our rights, our voices, our constitutional uh, efforts. We have been uh, a pandemic has been used to imprison us and not cure us. Uh, and people seem to take it. Our cities have been burned down. The police are, have had their hands tied. Uh, they, they can't seem to do anything about it, particularly in the major city here in Oregon, Portland. Uh, and we've become the sort of the, sort of the poster child for for wokeness. And it's not a pretty picture. But I, people are just watching what what Joe Biden did without consulting with any world leaders without making any sensible plans. Uh, and we know Joe Biden didn't just do this. This is his, you know, woke, hate a military, military uh, staff and, and Marxists, et cetera. People are mad. People are really, really mad. I, I Something's going to burst. What do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely think this is a sea change. And and really, even though people are focused on what's actually happening on the ground in Afghanistan, and they should be because it is uh, a crisis that um, isn't it's not over. not necessary. But it was not only entirely preventable, but it was almost intentional um, in the way that it was handled with, with um, uh, malicious disregard for what could happen it, it it's the final uh, offspring of of people who arrogantly believe they can say and do anything and the media will cover for them because now actually they don't have some of these same uh, people in the media covering for them there's some water carriers but actually there's a lot of people saying yeah i can't put i can't put a li- lipstick on this pig no i can't do that this is bad and and then you find out it's exposed just how hollow and um and and really uh incredibly uh ineffective ineffective even is too nice a word uh the Biden presidency is is a um empty suit it, it's it, yeah but even an empty suit would be a suit this one is like the emperor doesn't have clothes and they have suddenly uh, exposed this, and they can't fix it because the thing they o- the only thing they ever really care about it's it's we've seen this consistently from one thing to the other. Even when they say they're trying to do something about COVID, they're not. They're doing something about politics that gives them more power, or 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 um, damages their opponents, or uh, takes away freedoms from people that they figure the people won't end up getting back. They have always been about that agenda, and everything else is just an excuse to achieve this agenda, but they always thought they were going to get away with it. And suddenly now they have a political problem they can't fix. 
there isn't a solution to this one. They can't just have uh, uh, some people march out with consistent talking points across all the different networks and and just spout that off and assign the blame to someone else. And yet they tried to do that anyway, and it completely well, they tried to blame Trump. The, they tried yeah. to buy the Afghan military. Uh, they tried, they, you know, it's the people of Biden said it himself. If the people of Afghanistan don't want to fight, for, we can't do it for them. They won't even stand stand up and defend. But but I think it's also I think you, you've you've nailed it. It's it's it is that arrogance and that we're brighter than everybody else. And look how we've played them like a harp, the American people. And we've got people out there defending us. And you can turn on the view, and that's what every woman in America thinks about us. And that's what they they believe. And it's and and they with the help of the of the media, with the help of big tech, with the with the help of Wall Street and big business and the and their reliance on China. And so they cover up with them and, and their role in the in the pandemic. The whole thing is all based on globalism and not America first. And so it's it's a whole different way of thinking. But they're smug. They're arrogant. They think they're smarter than all of we are by far. And they, and because they've had people, you know, in the media and everybody covering for them and big tech censoring us and and, and silencing us and people, we, we, get, we actually hear that that January 6th was the worst day in American history. I mean, we, that, we January 6th, the worst day in American history. I guess they don't remember 9-11, just, just to, to start with about another 150 examples. Um, it's, it, the, their disconnect is they count on the... The American people being dumbed down and responding according to the things that they've been programmed to to respond to. And they're incompetent when it comes to military matters because they loathe the military and it's not part of their arsenal. They don't think of them as, as part of their arsenal and they don't think of caring for them or protecting them. They don't care. And, well, and that's, so they, that's the thing about national security. You can't spin national security with talking points. You come up against the hard realities that if you uh, have, you know, 15 between 15 and 40,000 of your citizens in a country and a bunch of guys run in there that you let run in there uh, with guns and, and take over the whole city. You can't just come up with talking points that make that go away. The failure is undeniable. The, the fault is totally undeniable they bear all of it it's a it's an executive executional decision that has been that is the failure here and every day that passes more information comes out that doesn't make it better it makes it worse the appearance is now so bad that you know biden came up and gave a a speech i guess they were still sticking with their plan the, of talking about COVID, and he comes out to talk about COVID booster shots. They thought they had all of this choreographed. They're going to tell us all, here's what the news is. And, Change the and subject. They, it's over. We're moving on. Right. Well, they, they figured, actually, I don't even know if they were trying to change the subject. They figured they're always in control of the subject, so they'll just do what we tell them. And then he, a horrifically incompetent, uh, embarrassing episode of him having a bunch of questions shouted at him by the same reporters who usually were happy to fawn over him as he walked out of there looking like looking like somebody that needed to go into a rocking chair and go to sleep. You know, I mean, and he, and he did it. He did, he did it after he made his statement about about 
Afghanistan when he came back from vacation. And they, the problem is they can't have him answer questions. He and and, and the American people starting to realize that they he can't handle questions. He's either going to blow up, he's going to tell the truth and give and, and go, come on, man, this is this is. And he, that interview with Stephanopoulos, there weren't a lot of gaffes per se, but he he, he relayed an attitude towards this with, that was. It was the same attitude that's it was dating. highly edited. It was highly edited, which is the only way he can't do a live no. question and answer. And, you know, Stephanopoulos looked like um, looked like a, uh, uh, oh, somebody's William. mother uh, uh, feeding pureed uh, carrot to a baby and the baby still spit it out and ended up looking bad right then and there. I mean, they couldn't hide it. He basically said. This was this was destined to happen. We could nobody could have done any better. He said that he no, should he resign. Say. Biden should resign. This is your best, and, sir. This is this is not good enough. And he's fired nobody. Uh, okay. And and he won't. Or he if he does, not charge. Well, he'll scapegoat somebody. He'll probably get rid of no. Millie and say that that guy was left over from. Uh, they'll take him out and shoot him, basically, well, politically. You know what, and, you know what, and that's it. You know what Millie said today? Millie was saying today, you know, I probably should have worked closer with better with President Trump. Yeah, well, that, that, then you know they've reached a new low when they're actually trying to make it sound like maybe they should have done a better job uh, working with people in the last administration. The fact is that gives Millie – that's Millie giving himself too much credit for for knowing the right thing and doing the right thing because he didn't do that at all. No. Nope. Cuz all the mistakes here were made since since January 20th. So so he's he's really uh, I mean he's going to become the poster child for stupid here and he's they're going to get rid of him cuz they don't care cuz they it, they can find some other, you know, woke white rage idiot to promote oh, from just, somewhere in the Pentagon. And there's a million of them, and 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 they yeah. you know, we we certainly have learned more about the swamp in the last four years than than we than we ever wanted to know, but it's good that we do know it. But but you're right. I think this, I think the fact that when it comes to the war on on the deplorables, on the war on the Trump voters, and and the pandemic, the things that they they have let Black Lives Matter. Antifa, Antifa is mostly peaceful. They're violent, vicious Marxist thugs that want to take down this country. They've burned down our cities. They've they've broken into our buildings. They've they've destroyed small businesses. Many of them are owned by minorities. I mean, they they have, and and they and for the and they let them do it. They the the police were told by a Democrat mayors stand back, stand back. They weren't supported. They were defunded. They were downsized. They were ostracized. And and now that's starting to turn around. But even in that climate, with Democrats said he's verging on a criminal plane, they think, well, the American people didn't seem to care. They America, and we talk about it a lot. You and I talk about it, Kevin. You know, where's the outrage in Portland that what's happened in our city? Where is the outrage? It doesn't exist. Uh, it's, I, think, it's, I think a lot of the people feel isolated and alone to whom this is happening, uh, you know, because I've talked to some of them. And and I think that uh, they're all like, well, if I stand up and do, they'll come after me and they don't my really house think, down. 
Yeah, yeah. and they don't, they don't know if there's enough other people like them to actually do anything about this. And so uh, that probably, I think that exists in pockets in the country. I think that there is a sense across the country that maybe um, we've now reached that tipping point where they can't hide what they're doing anymore. They aren't, they weren't even trying. And, and now I think that politically they're beginning to feel like they have to go, uh, you know, pedal to the metal to, cause they know that most of the stuff they do never gets reversed later. And, um, they figure, well, we're probably going to take a hit politically. We've got some stuff that's going to help us out. We're going to pour money on people, uh, uh, that we've printed, uh, to, to make them feel better. And that'll buy us some votes. Uh, but you know, they're not hiding the fact that they're making a complete mess of the whole thing. They're not. But I think this Afghanistan thing is where they couldn't hide it anymore. And they and, you know, they're it's one thing when something's happening in another country. It's another thing when 15,000 Americans, which if you look at six degrees of separation, basically all of us are going to know somebody, uh, you know, one or two degrees of separation. All of us are going to know one of those 15,000 people, all of us which means that you're not going to be able to hide all these stories that are going to come out of there and they can't assign the blame for what's going to happen to those folks. And that's if they get out alive, if they don't get out of alive, there's going to be a lot of dead bodies that this, I don't know how, I don't know how Biden survives. And guess what? I don't think they're going to try to save him either. I think that, the, that he's moving gradually in the direct, because if you noticed, and social media, they're not even trying to suppress all this stuff that people are pointing out. No, they're, they're not. They're not. It, but it, Kamala it, Harris took a, is taking a trip to, to uh, via Southeast Asia. Um, isn't that, it talk about tone deaf. Well, she's, she, I think that's in, entirely intentional. She hasn't made a public appearance in five days. She bragged about being part of the decision for this withdrawal. And they're like, look, we can't let our backup plan get tainted by this we need we need joe biden to be the feeble-minded lightning rod for all of this because if somebody goes down he goes down and we get her in there and we then we press the reset button and move on and hope to recover i think that's where they're heading with this well i i think so too but i i right now the american people they don't like her they, no they she's don't. not she's not a great option but she beats the heck out of a, a guy who uh, nobody believes or trusts anymore, who's also arrogant about it. He's like an arrogant person should be who should be in memory care. Well, what worse combination could you have? You know, so yeah, he's a bully and he's defiant and he he's just he's just and, he, you know, he was he's been censored by the British Parliament. Yeah, I mean, if you take a bunch of Europeans and, you know, America's back. Oops. Nope. America's gone again uh, because. Actually, this guy uh, just betrayed all these people. And I think that it's a blow to the confidence, not just that people have in the Biden administration, but in the United States. It The scar is deeper and will take more time to repair. And, uh, you know, anybody who thinks that uh, President Xi, Vladimir Putin and uh, Kim Jong-un and uh, 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 and the, the mullahs in Iran aren't watching this. Of course they are. Things can spin rapidly. So are the out of people control. in the, in the, in the halls of Tuan 
and and Israel. I mean, yeah. this is this is a very America is it doesn't have your back. And we don't even have our own back. No, that's the we don't even have our own it. people's back. No, no, yeah. that's 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 something that is uh, it, it's unfathomable. It really and, and they were planning to have this be a big 9-11 day celebration. We've ended the war. We've done this. Our troops are home. This is, they, they were all thinking photo op. And plus, well, but, you know, stop they, wasting they, all that money on military stuff. Oh, yeah. But of course. Uh, if you wanted to save money on military stuff, how about not take the latest weapons and let them fall into the hands of terrorists? Come on. You know, now um, there are uh, thousands of terrorists that are going to have access to night vision, drones, the latest armored personnel carriers and tanks. They even have an Air Force. I mean— who, they have who, an air force. They didn't have. Yeah. That was the one. That was the one. That basically, the United States was under Trump was basically down to providing air power, and, you know. And, and but and the and the Afghani's were doing the. And we haven't had one death in a year and a half in 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 Afghanistan because they were terrified of what Trump would do. He right. was going to drop a Moab on them and and obliterate right. their villages. And they were afraid of Trump. They they I know. And he, but they're not afraid of this guy. And and I wouldn't be either. This guy is, is incompetent, and his team is doesn't think militarily. They're, you know, they're woke. We'll go have a love fest. Yeah, they're just they're just they're only thinking we'll pol- go, politics. In and we'll and bring the cocaine. So, you bring the heroin. We'll, we'll we'll all work it out. Well, and I think the Europeans are looking at this and saying, you know what, this is a country that we've relied upon uh, for decades, but now it looks like it's being run by a shallow politician who will sell us out for a photo op. Won't even make a phone call to us. I I think if I'm in Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, I'd be a little concerned. I think that um, uh, the Ukrainians got to be saying, you know, I'd take I'd take uh, Trump any day over this. And I think that Taiwan is in deep trouble. Israel can can take care of itself, although it could get really ugly. But um, I'm pretty sure Thai, uh, China is saying, you know, I think our timetable just moved up. Oh, they've got ships outside there, and 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 the thing, the thing is, Taiwan makes about ninety-five percent of the world's chips. We've got car lots before all this. We've got car lots of 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 new cars that aren't finished yet because they don't have their chips. We yeah. invented chips. Why were they being made in 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 the in the East? I mean, it's just it's 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 unfathomable. But you know, they get control of our chips. In China, oh my God! And this has happened in six months. This is unbelievable. This is yeah. this is it's a very. I've got to ask you because I'm getting emails saying nineteen Republicans, thirty eight percent of the United States Senate voted with the phase one of the uh, multi trillion dollar Democrat Marxist takeover of our country. Now. The, the the word is they're saying, well, you know, we voted for the first part because that's where we had our infrastructure in it for our states. And we do need infrastructure. But that second part, we're not going to vote for it. Well, the way they, you know, maneuvered it, it looks like they're going to use reconciliation and they don't need one Republican vote to pass it. Um, and, you know, Manchin's talking about like he's going to defect again, but. If that's if if you're counting on Joe Manchin to save this country, you've got a lot of holes in the, in that basket. But 
they they needed 10 votes. They got 19 Republicans. Yeah. Well, I imagine those Republicans are hearing all about that right now. Uh, we know that the problem with Washington, D.C. goes deeper than the uh, the Biden uh, administration and uh, his uh, top uh, pol- political uh, appointees. It goes deeper. And there's some people that are sort of uh, believing in the fairy tale of of bipartisanship. Like if you take a radical leftist and you meet them halfway, that that is a centrist compromise. No, that is a pretty far left of center compromise uh, with a radical leftist. And the Democrats know that that's no, no, how but bipartisanship in this country, according to the, the mainstream media and to the Democrats, is when you cave to them. It's when Republicans surrender. Right. Yeah, right. And we don't know what it's like when the when, when the uh, Democrats cave to the Republicans because it never happens. No, they, they actually are pretty strong and unified and um, and scared and, of Nancy Pelosi. So what matters the most is who emerges in 2022 after those elections, which have to go our way. Let's face it. That's got to happen. Uh, who emerges as the leaders? In what mold are they going to be leaders? Are they going to be the go along to get along uh, group that wants to talk in platitudes and find compromises? Are they going to finally reverse all the damage and put a stop to the garbage that's been going on? There, we had a president who was more than willing to do that. And he still found ways to compromise with people, but not where he sold out. He found accommodations, but that's why they had deals. to get him. That's why they had to get him. They did. Yeah, that's why they had to get him out. But I also think he's driving uh, the perception of what a leader on the Republican side is. He's the measuring stick. He's defined it. It's somebody who uh, calls it like it is and and then goes and plays hardball with them and runs right into the uh, oncoming fire and fires back and redefines the debate and redefines what policies come out of it. Uh, this is what I think people are just getting a lesson in, in what, what everyone really wanted. Um, and it's turning out that it's what president Trump was giving us as far as results and leadership. And what we're getting from Joe Biden, uh, and the, and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, uh, is, yeah, that's leadership from the left, but it's also, um, as you said, there's a lot of Republicans, I think, who are learning, uh, or should know better by now, frankly, that you got to stand for the principles, not only of the party, but the country. And when you decide that you're going to um, compromise with somebody who wants to radically transform the country, half radically transforming the country is not an acceptable compromise. We have to stand for what's important and what's right. And I think that you're going to see fighters emerge out of this next year, because what I'm hearing from the people on the grassroots level is they're not going to put up with this. They're not. I think there are Republican elected officials who are probably not not comfortable talking to actual re- regular everyday folks who've been pushed too far, that have had their businesses destroyed, their children forced to wear masks for no scientific reason to school, um, that, that are being told that they're going to be excluded from public places if they don't get a vaccine that hasn't even been approved by the FDA. Uh, that that are going to be They're rotten to the core because of the color of their skin, that they're going to have to suffer with with uh, a skyrocketing crime 
and 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 violence in the streets and and tolerate uh, uh, rioters and looting and arson while their police protection is reduced. It's all pushing people too far. They're not going to tolerate all these guys who think that what I have to do is make somebody in Washington, D.C. happy. Election 2022 is going to be about figuring out how to make the people that are truly unhappy with what's happened happy with the type of leadership they get. So maybe there will be a, a reshuffling. Some of these folks that blow with the wind can blow the other direction. Some of them, like Mitt Romney, I'm not sure can be saved, frankly. Yeah, well, yes, I mean, you know, but the the problem is they put their own political hides first and not our, not America. And we've got too much globalism perspective. Uh, it's not about America anymore. And, and then and the same thing in the business community. You've got, you know, we've got Nike, we've got uh LeBron James, you got Jamie Dimon basically saying, you know, yeah, China's not perfect, but neither are we. We can do business. I mean, this is unbelievable. This is it. It it it's uh, it, it reminds me of when, and I know you like to study history, but when there was a a physical demonstration of business leaders, the business titans in 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 Germany that marched in solidarity with Hitler. Yeah, yeah. That's what this yeah. reminds me of. Well, and, and, and I will say that um, it was decades in the making because the education system and the control over the culture that uh, entertainment, the media, and unfortunately, it's infected sports and, so, and, and some of the technology companies, of course, that has, um, that has severely undermined uh, those principles that we're saying should never be compromised on that represent the fabric of what our country is. Uh, but some people just don't value that fabric. I think the pendulum has to swing the other way. And then there will be people 57% who, of the kids in college don't think America is a good country. And we're talking about American students. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, I, I've been following what Michael Yan has been saying, and he's like, things are heading in a, a direction of the country being uh, divided and it not just being um, showing up in the the at the election at the ballot box that this is actually starting to permeate every aspect of society and if you look at it you've got some governors that are are really going after uh, school districts and businesses and uh, local county jurisdictions that are trying to force people to to wear masks or to get vaccinated and they're actually uh, taking action against that. And you've got others that are literally doing the opposite. Like Kate Brown this week has been forcing, you know, saying all teachers, all government workers, all healthcare workers, they're all going to be forced to get uh, the vaccine, not because they have made a decision with their doctor, but because they've been ordered to do so by our dictator in Salem. And uh, you, so you've got a divergence here. And then you've got someone like Biden in uh, D.C. who thinks he can go and use uh, the power of the federal government to go after those Republican governors in pretty darn big states that are very successful uh, and have actually been more successful in preserving their economy and fighting COVID and all these things than these blue state idiots who, by the way, are dropping like flies. And I think Gavin Newsom is going to be 
he's going to go down. I really believe that now. Praying that's true because I, 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 if I were charge the Republicans, I'd be seeing armies of people in there to, to, to just to show bandwagon support for getting rid of him. I mean, that's well, what send them money too. Send them, send money to people like Larry Elder, who has a real shot here, by the way. Yeah, it's it, it. I mean, if we took out the far left governors of the two biggest Democrat states in the country, that would be. That would be, you know, Cuomo did himself in, but uh, uh, that would be that would be a shot in the arm to the political mobilization, and it's going it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I, I'm I'm hoping that happens. I I just I I feel voter fraud. I've seen it happen in California. Yeah, I know. And it's all but vote by mail. We have to look at this as a longer battle too, because just because you know you re- recall one guy blows himself up and resigns, another one gets recalled. It's like, look, they've got stooges waiting to step in to fill this role. And, um, and you know, they're going to be out of central casting for what they want to do. We have to be determined and ready to meet them and continue that uh, political battle all the way. It doesn't go away. We can't just throw up our hands and say, OK, we've won. Let's go home. The world's been saved. It hasn't. No, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of things yeah. to undo. And, and it, my fear is, that, and, and that's it with that vote of those, led by Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney at all, and, and the, that vote basically said, just just basically said to it, it, a lot of people going, why even vote Republican? But that's what they're going to do to us. They're going to get in bed with the Democrats. I said, we vote for the, the right Republicans. That's what you do. You Support them. For, yeah. So, and and fight at the local level too. Because School board, Demo- city council. Every Democrat is going to vote voted the other way, and that they voted the other way. So if you're against what the Republicans did, every Democrat did it. All right, Kevin Hoare, always a pleasure, sir. You have a a good wrap up of the summer. Pray for our country, pray for our troops, and pray for those those people in Afghanistan that they come out safely. The prognosis under Joe Biden's miserable, pathetic leadership is not good. Amen. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Mr. Dave Bourne, for producing the show. Thanks for Skip for coming on to talk about uh, uh, his experiences and what he's finding out there. Pray for our country, everybody. Pray. The Jane Carroll Show is live Mondays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and available anytime on your favorite apps and at thejanecarrollshow.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.